welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, and this show is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I am joined, of course, by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Dallas Keuchel is an Arizona Diamondback, Derek. This is uh, got big news today. It's big news for two years ago, for sure, definitely. But definitely, uh, at this point, <laughs> I'm not turning anybody away from this roster because uh, the Diamondbacks have done some pretty impressive things so far with guys that we didn't think uh, had, had very much left in the tank. But, uh, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, Jesse, yeah, it's a, it's a big news mostly because for the Arizona Diamondbacks, I feel like it is a uh, low-risk, high-reward deal on bringing da- Dallas Keuchel over. Uh, the majority of his contract this season, or uh, the entirety, I should say, of his contract this season will be picked up by the Chicago White Sox. I believe it's close to $13 million. And then there's also uh, like a, a uh, you know, like a, a if they cut him, a, 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 what what do they call it? Like a release or a, there's a there's a buyout in a his, buyout, uh, a contract buyout. Contract. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Couldn't think of the word, but definitely. Uh, so far, the Diamondbacks, uh, it seems like we'll sign him for like the league minimum prorated uh, for this season. Uh, we don't have any official details, I don't believe, on that yet. But uh, again, a very good pickup for Arizona at this point, signing Dallas Keuchel to a minor league deal, a guy who could absolutely work out for them. Or if he doesn't, doesn't seem like there's much risk there in, in signing him to, to this one-year deal. There's really no risk whatsoever uh, from the Diamondback standpoint. Yeah, the I mean, all of his contract uh, is still being paid by the Chicago White Sox. The Diamondbacks, you mentioned a prorated league minimum. That would only be if Dallas Keuchel gets to the majors, which, uh, you know, it's a he's a big name, right? I mean, he won a Cy Young Award uh, seven years ago, um, but I also don't want to make it sound like it's a guarantee that Dallas Keuchel is going to pitch for the Diamondbacks anytime soon. He very well could sit in AAA for a while. Uh, I know there's a there's an opt out in his deal where if the Diamondbacks don't promote him to the major leagues after a certain amount of time, uh, I don't think we know what exactly that time frame is right now. Um, but if he's not promoted after a certain amount of time, then he has the ability to opt out of the deal. Uh, but the Diamondbacks are under no obligation uh, to bring him up to the major league level this season. And, and uh, I mean, rightfully so, right? I mean, he's made eight starts this year for the White Sox. He's two and five with an ERA of 7.88. Uh, there's not a whole lot to be excited about when when you look at at the numbers this Absolutely. year. Um, I do think he's probably been the victim of some of some bad luck. Um, there are some signs that he's, he's probably pitched better than the 7.88 ERA at least indicates. Um, but you're, you're a far cry from being an effective major league pitcher, uh, at, at an ERA that's obviously that high. So, um, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, getting him reunited with Brent Strom, I think is, is the big story here. Obviously Brent Strom is, is really the guy who's credited with making Dallas Keuchel what he was when he did win that Cy Young Award seven years ago. So who knows what could happen, Derek? Uh, I mean, I guess uh, Keuchel will be down in the minors, and Stromi, of course, is is uh, with the D-backs at the major league level, but I'm sure they'll be talking and, and sharing ideas, and we'll have to see what happens. I think the thing, Jesse, that gives me hope here is Zach Davies and how well he has pitched at times this season, considering that last season when he was with the Chicago Cubs, it was one of the worst seasons of his career, right? So yeah. uh, again, it might be false hope and, and that most likely is the case, but the Arizona Diamondbacks right now aren't in a position to turn down any ideas to turn down any, I guess, suggestions for uh, making the rotation better, making this team better. Even if it's a not a long-term move, even if the purpose isn't to improve this team in the future, uh, Keiko could be a valuable part of this rotation who at this point is just looking for stability when you talk about the fifth fifth spot in the rotation. 
there are other options by far. And I'm not saying that yeah. Corbin Martin and Tyler Gilbert aren't options. That's not to say Humberto Castellanos when he's healthy still isn't an option, but right. it would be great to see this team pick up somebody like Keuchel and kind of have him have a resurgence in his career. We know he was great at one point, and we know at that point he was working with Brent Strom. So that, at the very least, is enough to give it a shot, considering that this team this year really is still playing with house money. I know I've thrown that phrase around a lot, but that's the truth. The more this team wins, the more this team kind of does uh, well unexpectedly, even though that wasn't the result of today's game against the Cincinnati Reds by any stretch of the imagination, but the more that this team, you know, does, does well, the more they can kind of afford it. Honestly, even if it goes in the other direction and they don't, and they, and they don't do well, they can kind of afford to give guys like Keuchel an an opportunity and see if it ends up working out for this team. Still not a big, huge plan, part of their future plans, but enough to make this team competitive in the short term. And speaking of that, they got their asses kicked today by the Cincinnati Reds in only yes. seven innings. <laughs> I think the uh, it was a rained out game that ended after seven, and I thank God that it did because I wasn't seeing anything out of the Arizona Diamondbacks that said that they could do anything. I believe they had one hit in the game uh, that was Dalton Varsho's hit. And this yep. team, again, now when you take a look over their past, they have one run in their past 27 innings. Uh, that goes back to game one against the Pirates through tonight's seven-inning game against the Reds. Not an encouraging stretch for this team offensively. I think it's been three full games that the Diamondbacks have gone without a run batted in. Uh, that run that you mentioned that they scored against the Pirates came on a wild pitch. So the Diamondbacks haven't right. had an RBI yeah. in three full games, which I believe... Uh, someone posted on Twitter, I believe that's the first time that's happened in Diamondbacks history where they've gone three straight games without an RBI. So it's been a dry spell uh, for the offense, to to say the least. And um, Hunter Green, I mean, obviously the guy's throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. He's He's been um, spinning a pretty good slider as of late as well. So in some ways it's, you know, it's a, a respectable opponent. It's not like, you know, a plus it's not, 60 RA, Jesse. Yeah, the, the numbers know, haven't looked good this year. reflective of the way he's been pitching lately. He's been very dialed in lately, but still, this Diamondbacks team continues to make opposing starting pitchers look like Cy Young candidates every time uh, they, they, you know, when they get, when they get, I should say, in a stretch like this, when they get into a slump like this, it's just kind of baffling because it's the entire lineup. It's yeah. it, it, it's from Varsho all the way down to Perdomo, the bottom of the lineup. It's everybody. It's it's like it spreads throughout this lineup that nobody can hit. Everybody's pressing. Everybody's seemingly trying too hard, and the results are no runs or one run over twenty seven innings. That's uh, a, a bit embarrassing and kind of uh, harkens back to the beginning of the season when they were having such a difficulty with run production. It also doesn't help that David Peralta left this game with back spasms as well. Um, Cooper Hummel came in to to replace him in the middle of the game. So, um, yeah, not not much. That was really all that great happened in this baseball game, Derek. I mean, seven nothing. Um, of course, only seven innings. It it ended in a in a rainout. Um, but yeah, it feels like the kind of game where the Diamondbacks might have been spared having to, you know, use some bullpen arms that that probably weren't going to be used in a winning effort in this one. I think the most depressing part is we, we kind of knew what we were going to maybe get with Pittsburgh, right? We were a little yeah. bit worried, apprehensive going into that series. The Diamondbacks take game one, things start looking up and the last three have really, uh, again, try not to be too reactionary. The last three have sent me right back into the, the first two weeks of April where it feels like, oh my God, how be it, how bad is this going to be? When is this offense going to wake up? When are we going to see, you know, any kind of output? More importantly, though, back then, the at least we were getting quality starts from from the starting pitching, and now the Diamondbacks don't seem to have that or the offense working together at all. 
I mean, yeah, it's so true. A- April was like the month of the starting pitching. And then May, the Diamondbacks had a top 10 offense, close to a top five offense um, in some categories. And then, yeah, June is not started particularly well for this team. The Diamondbacks are down to 26 and 30 now. Uh, they're minus 44 on the year, Derek. I mean, that's a. I, I know we've we've enjoyed what we've seen, and and there's been some excitement about this team, but yeah, minus we blame 44 the Dodgers is, for a lot of it, right? We, we blame, blame we do we do we do blame the Dodgers, but I I think there's there's a reality check here that that probably needs to happen where we recognize you know this Diamondbacks team is is more fun to watch than last year's team by a long shot and and things are moving in the right direction but it I, it appears the team is is still a ways away and at least these last few games against the pirates and now the reds have 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 shown us that the d-backs now sit at 26 and 30 um coming into this game believe it or not they actually led the national league with 39 home runs on the road which was ahead of every other team in the national league for home runs on the road so wow. this team had, like you said, um, it's 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 been a top five offense at times. It's been more than competitive. It has been one of the better teams uh, in the league, but it's it, it's for short spurts. And baseball is a game of runs. It's a game of uh, you know slumps. It's a game of all of that. And the Diamondbacks, unfortunately, are in one right now. It doesn't seem to be. Uh, something that is ending against a, a weak team like the Reds, and hopefully they can bounce back in game two. Maybe the rainout is exactly what they needed to just kind of cleanse themselves of this lack of offense. Uh, this particular game seemed worse than any of the games against the Pirates, so that's the one uh, thing here. Uh, Bumgarner struggled for sure, but even if he yeah. gave up two runs and had an excellent outing, the Diamondbacks still had no run production, no run support for Bumgardner in this one. Um, but, you know, again, it's a road trip. The Diamondbacks are definitely experiencing the the lows right now of, of being on the road, and hopefully they can bounce back and, and you know, kind of salvage this trip before things get too bad. I, I will say that the one, even though that the ghosts of last season kind of feel like they've gone away, there's still these stretches of like going into a, a losing streak and how long those losing streaks will last. Uh, it's, it's a bit terrifying based on what we saw last year, because we know how quickly <laughs> the season can turn from seemingly being, you know, a, a good season, maybe nothing to write home about mediocre, but still right there around 500 middle of the pack uh, to something as disastrous as we saw last year. So Hopefully the Diamondbacks can avoid that and can turn this road trip around. Uh, we will have some more information for you on all of this stuff over at gophnx.com. Please make sure to sign up for a membership if you haven't done so already. We we would love you to become a member of the PHNX family. Tonight we were out. Uh, by the way, Chirsten Susel, an absolute bully, uh, just knocked completely. Not Jesse, she knocked a beer out of my hand and like got all in my face and was like. Uh, for no reason at all. Uh, I, I'm just bringing this up because I accidentally dropped a beer uh, while Cheerston was near me and I needed to blame it on somebody. But uh, <laughs> I love our PHNX family. We're going to have some amazing uh, hangouts, uh, all sorts of uh, things. Can't wait for Jesse to get here in town so that we can uh, plan some uh, D-backs related events as well. Um, but of course, when you are part of the PHNX family, you get invitations to all that. You get members access uh, members only access to our discord uh, members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. most importantly at gophnx.com. if you sign up for an annual membership you will get one of our free t-shirts over at the phnxlocker.com, as well as all of our wonderful content coming out from jesse myself and all of the other writers here at phnx if you're not interested in joining us with the annual membership you can sign up for a month-to-month membership you'll still get all of those perks that we talked about except the free t-shirt but you will get your first month for just 50 cents so no matter which way you go we want you to join us we want you to be members of the family and we're looking to build this thing we're excited to have you guys uh, not only supporting us but to be here uh to be enjoying the merch like we're enjoying it to be enjoying all of the writing uh, I know I myself I'm a big fan of everybody here at gophnx.com so it's been an honor not only to work 
with my coworkers, but to also read their wonderful writing uh, about the beats that they cover. So definitely make sure to check out gophnx.com if you haven't done so already. And guys, you know, we, we, we could go on forever. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna beat up, uh, the diamondbacks because they were already beat up not only by the pirates, but by the reds today. But what we are going to do is we're going to do what we do on this show. Of course, uh, as we say every week here on the PHNX D-backs podcast is shark week. Every day is earth day. And every Monday we go to the mailbag. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. That's right. It is Mailbag Monday, and we are going to the mailbox. We thank you guys once again. Sorry tonight, uh, speaking of everything that went on, uh, we were supposed to have a live show tonight, and uh, we actually were together doing a PHNX function and my boss canceled the live show, and I'm blaming it on uh, on the GM of our show, uh, Saul Bookman. But it was for good. Well, I I do have to I do have to say real quick the the Discord that there was <laughs> where'd you go. <laughs> The You're look like, on your the face. Like, there was some gone out. <laughs> <laughs> I made a, you know, on Google Chrome, like if you swipe your touchpad in a in a certain way, then it then it goes back to the previous oh, yeah, yeah, web page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went back to the previous web page and it was gone. <laughs> uh anyway, sorry. Oh. Um, where should where should I uh just should uh, I just sorry, pick up from where I was? The Discord, the Discord thing, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so Derek, I have to say there was some uh, some clamor in the Discord about this whole ordeal. Uh, Chris Dula was asking uh, what was up with the show, where were we, and then later uh, Brandon Buck said hashtag blame Derek, uh, which I am fully on board with. So say say what you will about other people canceling the show, how but I'm I am ready to blame you, you for how uh, the lack you. of a live show how here today. You. So. Um, no, I blame the Arizona Diamondbacks for sucking and for their game ending early. Uh, but I very it's a I blame a various number of reasons that none of them are my fault. I'm gonna blame Chirsten Sousa. Uh that just seems like a okay. good all right. That seems like a good person to blame. Um it it was all her fault. It was all her idea that we didn't go live. And I think you guys should all tweet her and let her know. Um more importantly, not to bully me anymore because I've definitely felt attacked and didn't feel comfortable doing a live show any longer based on the treatment I received from Cheerston. So please make sure she is aware that uh, she, the, her energy affects other people. But uh, we are here nonetheless. We are here to a- answer your questions from Twitter, and we are definitely here. And I apologize for not uh, being ready for you guys in the chat or anything like that. But of course, everybody has questions about Dallas Keuchel. And I think, uh, I hope that we did our best to answer them tonight, at least as far as, uh, you know, what, what our thoughts are on him coming over, but definitely from our mailbag Monday questions, we, not only do we have some really solid questions, but we have some, uh, probably some of the best discussion questions that we've ever had. So, uh, I'm going to start out, Jesse, let's get some of the diamondbacks related questions out of here. Uh, Gabriel asked the D backs have a 38% true outcome percentage this year. Is this what Joe Mather's hitting philosophy has been for this team, or is it just the inexperience of the team contributing to this? Um, I, I'm I'm going to say that any uh, any any reflections that you think are from Joe Mather as a hitting coach right now. I mean, I know I I know he's been a coach with this team for a couple of months, but I still don't know if it's a true reflection of his hitting philosophy on this team. Um, yeah. I also don't know if. You know, if everybody's had a chance to adopt what, uh, you know, what what he's bringing on board for each one of them. The other thing is that Joe Mather is very new to this as well. So as much as we've given him quite a bit of credit for everything that's happened with the Cincinnati Reds in the past and this team at times this year, uh, I I do believe this is his first time ever as a hitting coach. So I I think there is going to still be some inexperience and some growing pains when it comes to you know, his hitting philosophies and how this team adapts to them. 
It's an interesting question. Um, I, I want to say that, yeah, it probably is not a reflection of Joe Mather as, as a hitting coach. I think it's more reflection of just the personnel that the Diamondbacks have, especially when you're playing a lot of young players. The Diamondbacks have a lot of young players who will walk a lot, strike out a lot, and at least so far have hit a fair number of home runs. Right, you think about guys like Dalton Varsho, right? Walks a lot, strikes out a fair amount, um, but also has hit his his fair share of home runs, right? Christian Walker sort of fits in that camp. Um, I think Alec Thomas and what we've seen from him so far definitely fits in that camp. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's probably just a reflection of of the nature of the roster. Um, another guy who comes to mind, especially for this, is David Peralta, who really has never been a three true outcomes kind of a guy, but this year has taken a big step in that direction. He's striking out more, but he's also hitting with a lot more power. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's only been two months, so it's hard to really make any claims about like a correlation between the numbers and, and your hitting coach. I think we need to see more before that happens. Definitely something to watch moving forward. Uh, but yeah, right now, Derek, I, I think it has more to do with just the players, the diamondbacks have and, and the way that those players are used to, to going about hitting next question comes from Giselle and Giselle, uh, under, uh, underscore underscore Giselle Soto on Twitter, uh, Giselle Arbel, of course, with Carson Kelly rehabbing right now, who would get sent down when he is ready? And do we really want to see him back asking for a friend? I don't think she's asking for a friend, Jesse, but I, I know where she's going with this. Um, who, who are you seeing being sent down right now by the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I I think it is pretty much a given, first of all, that Carson Kelly is going to come back. Um, I really don't see a scenario uh, where Carson Kelly, um, you know, doesn't immediately get his role back once he's once he's back with the team. Uh, he's just been too big a part of of the Diamondbacks' offense and um, over the last couple of years for that to happen. But yeah, who sends down? I mean, probably not Jose Herrera. Um, Probably he's not. been pretty good. He's been pretty good. I, I don't know if he's an everyday guy like the Diamondbacks have, have kind of been using him lately. Um, but I think he's a, he's a valuable depth piece. Um, they do have Jake Hager on the active roster right now. Jake Hager's probably an up and down sort of a guy. So yeah, that was, um, uh, that was my guess. That was, Jake yeah, Hager for sure. Yeah, that would be mine too. All right. Um, now let's get let's get to some of these f- more fun questions that we got because uh, we got we got some people sending us some good stuff. Uh, first of all, our first question comes from uh, for, for first fun question comes from at Don's Bread. And Don's Bread asks Jesse, "You can only get rid of one: Ooh. value popcorn, value beer, value hot dog." Well, that's an easy question for me because I am not particularly fond of beer. I'm that that weird baseball fan who's not a big beer drinker. So that's an, that's an easy one for me. It's an easy one for me too because I I'm I'm not a big popcorn fan. That's I, fair. I don't especially like. at a, I don't think I don't think I've ever had popcorn at a baseball game. It doesn't feel like a ballpark food. No. It's a movie theater food. It's absolutely a movie theater food. And even then, Jesse, I'd prefer candy and ices over popcorn when going to see a movie. Uh, at the Diamondbacks game, we used to have like uh, some but some considerably uh, nice uh, snack items around like the fifth inning in the press box that they don't have anymore. But mm. one of the items used to be popcorn. And I never got popcorn. They still have it. In fact, I, I should I should I act like, yeah, they do. Day. You can still get popcorn um, at, in in the press box, and I just I don't know when the last time I had it. Right. However, I will say this: there was a period of time where they would bring the popcorn that was left over from the stand downstairs up, and this popcorn was a hodgepodge of like the popcorn that they had that they hadn't seasoned yet, mixed with like the kettle corn mixed with like the salted butter in just a giant bag that then they, you know, mix together and put into smaller bags and put out for us to take. And for Yikes. some reason that popcorn was some of the best popcorn I've ever had in my whole entire life. What? It, every, it was just, it was salty. It was sweet. 
It was a little buttery. It had some good life to it. I can't explain it, right? Because popcorn sometimes hmm. like isn't really good an hour after you popped it, right? It's like no, has no, a short shelf life, and after it gets to that point, this popcorn seemingly lasted forever. Jesse, I can't even explain it. It was magical popcorn uh, that came from downstairs uh, at the stand, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. And we don't get it anymore. The popcorn that they have up at the stand or, or in the press box, not even nearly as good as it used to be but all right i'm gonna move on from that because i could be on this whole popcorn kick forever and no i'm not giving away my value beer or my value hot dogs that's crazy value hot dogs are value, value hot, hot dogs, dogs are crazy sean depaz from phnx he ate four value hot dogs and then a real like quality hot dog that cost more on one sitting and i was in awe of him jesse and it's not to say i couldn't do it it was just the fact that he had the confidence, the bravado to, as a single person by himself, walk up to a stand and order five hot dogs all to himself, knowing he was the only one that was going to eat it. I wish I had that level of confidence, Jesse, because even if I did, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would make multiple trips up just so I wouldn't look like a gigantic fat man eating five hot dogs at once. Sean didn't care one bit. Kudos to him. All the respect in the world. Josh on twitter at huntstar 505 of course troublemaker uh, uh world renowned resident troublemaker, troublemaker. Yes. resident troublemaker yes. he wants to know if you could hit a home run in any stadium besides chase field which one would you choose oh like like me personally like if you i'm personally. if i'm the hitter if you're oh, a hitter. man i know mm. mine mccovey cove san francisco okay I mean, nothing are you, are you, are you a lefty though? You're not a lefty. I'm not hitter, a lefty. That's what's even better about it. Jesse. That's what's even better about it. You're going opposite field. In Taco the Cove. Cove. Yes. I'm just saying it just because of the satisfying feeling of hitting a, a ball out, out of a ballpark, out of a ballpark. It goes out. It leaves the ballpark and enters a body of water that like that. I can't think of a more, more powerful thing in my I love a ball leaving a ballpark after I hit it with a stick and it went so far that it went out of the ballpark and landed in water. So you're that's saying it. that the, the chase field. So the chase field swimming pool doesn't no, count. Cause that's no, still like in pool, the ballpark. No, Jesse. No, the pool absolutely <laughs> does not count. No, <laughs> I'm absolutely saying the pool does not count. That's a fair, yeah, that's understandable. Uh, okay, I would I would hit my home run over the green monster at Fenway Park. Woo, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to I'm gonna need some serious launch angle in order to get up that yeah, high. That's fine. But that's fine. Some exit, some exit below behind that one, too. But that's a good, yeah. that's a good place to hit it. All right. Before we go on, of course, I mean I would be remiss to not remind you guys that if you're listening to this podcast, the ultimate uh, I guess. Uh, accessory to listen to this podcast is OG's brands gummies. I mean, if you're, if, if you're listening to this, if you're, if you're watching a movie, if you're watching a television show, of course it makes all of that better, but nothing makes this podcast better than having OG's brands near you. OG's brands gummies has a amazingly delicious variety of flavors, uh, and also a variety of doses. Remember what uncle Derek says, uh, you can't, uh, once you once you once you buy your ticket, you, you're taking the ride, right? So let's make sure that you're taking the ride at the right pace. And OG's Brands has a wonderful variety of doses to make sure you get where you're going in the right way that you want to get there. Not only do they have the 10 milligram regular dose, but they also have a three milligram micro dose that might be a little bit easier to dip your uh, dip your toes in the waters of edibles. But uh, regardless of what dose you choose, OG's Brands has amazingly delicious variety of flavors, uh, such as uh, pina colada, orange creamsicle, uh, uh, fruit punch, all sorts of amazing tropical, all sorts of amazing varieties. I've tried them all. They're all delicious uh, and they're all great and they all make everything. Remember, the, the key here is they make everything better. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z-Brands.com to find OG's near you. And of course, I have mine near me at all times, Jesse. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, make sure you're using OG's brands responsibly. Just like everything else, we want to make sure we're doing it uh, in, in, in a way 
where, uh, you know, again, you're watching a, a Diamondbacks game. You're at home. Uh, they're down seven to nothing. It's the perfect time to crack into OG's brands uh, edibles and uh, make that seven run loss a little bit more palatable with OG's brands. Uh, but Jesse, next question that we have comes from Elizabeth. Uh, and this is another fantastic question. And she wants to know, what's the best non-bobblehead giveaway the D-backs have ever had? And what's been the best bobblehead? And this is an incredible mm-hmm. question. There's so much That's research. It. So much research that I feel like has to go into this. And I have I have two answers immediately okay. for the best non-bobblehead giveaway. First of all, I forget the year. Uh, I want to say it was 2002. The Arizona Diamondbacks gave away in honor of Luis Gonzalez. A Gonzo doll. A doll. From the Muppets. Gonzo from the Muppets. Wow. (laughs) Blue, blue nosed, uh, wearing a Diamondbacks jersey. Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> I know we're not I know we're not doing a video podcast, but I'm showing this to Jesse on the audio podcast regardless. That bears no resemblance to Gonzo. He, is, he he has Gonzo and number 20 on the back right there. Gonzo. Okay. Number 20. Okay. Gonzo. Okay. Um, it didn't matter if it bared a resemblance. It was fucking awesome that they had a Gonzo Muppet giveaway to go with Gonzo, our hero from the World Series. Uh yes, it's an uh, amazing little creation and you, by far you, one could, of my probably, you could probably get something pretty significant for that on ebay couldn't you it's in really good condition like it's funny because there are two things my wife had in like uh you know boxes that she took very good care of that i once had that lost that i lost and they were both stuffed animals one was this the other one i know you can't see it but it was alf from the show alf and it was like one of my favorite stuffed animals when i was a little kid and hmm. I lost it somewhere along the way, but I know mine was trashed and in terrible condition. And my wife had like a mint Alf in like perfect condition. I couldn't believe it when we were going through her shit and I pulled out Alf. Like I, I didn't even ask her for it. I just took it and was like this Alf that you once had in your life is now my Alf. Um, but the other Diamondbacks giveaway item I'm going to say is one of the best items they've ever done. Uh, and it was it was referenced in our chat in response to this question. And it was the Haboob Globe. The Haboob Globe was by far one of the most creative and innovative things. Like the one thing I hate about giveaway items or anything in baseball, Jesse, is when they do them for all the teams, right? Like, yeah, I hate when they do something universally for, oh, hey, we're just going to switch it up a little bit and put, you know, your team's logo on this one and your colors on this one or whatever, right? I like things that are unique and it doesn't happen often. Right. But I will say the Diamondbacks with our culture here in the Southwest and everything have had some pretty fun, unique items, you know, that that are specifically for us. But nothing is bigger. Nothing is more Arizona, especially in the middle of the summer uh, than the Haboob. You know, not only yeah. do we have the great uh, Pedro Gomez thing about the the, the yeah, it's, a, it's a baboon globe and right? everything <laughs> else. Right. But it's just it was just an amazing use of something like a snow globe to put, you know, brown uh, dirt in there and have Chase Field in there and 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 make that into a giveaway item. I, I still think it was brilliant marketing and one of the best things they've ever done. Do you think they could actually make like a some sort of a recreation of the baboon moment? Like like some sort of a replica of like the city of Phoenix with a baboon like Yeah, like running around. around. Absolutely. They could absolutely <laughs> do that. I would, I would say put it on a little track and just have it do like laps around the city of Phoenix <laughs> Chase Field, and there could just be a baboon terrorizing Chase Field. It's the there way you I, like, I've always imagined, you know, what Baxter does with his time when he's not actively participating in baseball games. But uh, I guess the second half of that question would be what's the best bobblehead they've ever had? Mm. See, yeah, I haven't collected cool. nearly as many as you've collected. So yeah, you would probably even, know honestly, more than I would. Here's one thing to say is like, I don't even want as many bobbleheads that I've collected from this team. So like this season, for instance, there's no bobbleheads, but they're also not giving us as media, uh, the free giveaway items anymore. Uh, on one hand, it's a little bit of a bummer, right? But on, on the other hand, I used to give most of the stuff away 
to people anyway. Like I didn't really want a lot of the shirts or hats or stuff they gave away, but I never gave away the bobbleheads, Jesse. I've kept every single, just like every uh, media badge I've ever gotten. I still have, I have every single bobblehead I've ever gotten. So I would say like, I'm partial to the star Wars bobbleheads. I still think the Josh Colmenter one that they have of him as a Jedi making the ball float was a really, oh, really yeah. cool bobblehead. But realistically, <laughs> it's hard to argue with the David Peralta train sound bobblehead. The fact that mm. it had actual game recordings in it from that game, the fact that it also had like the train sound and the, you know, and the call from Schulte about David Peralta. Like it's yeah. just so much cool stuff all in one bobblehead, you know? I, I like the interactive ones. Like there was the Robbie Ray strikeout counter that was really good. You know, right. there was there was a few that had like interactive features to them that were just kind of outstanding. But uh, I mean, if, if you're going for like basic non-themed, I, I don't know if this would be a non-themed one, but Cattell Marte as the uh, luchador is still a top five bobblehead for me as well. I've, uh, I mean, sure. you're, it's, it's, it's a luchador. I'm, I'm a wrestling guy. It's not going to be hard to, to get me with that. But uh, I will say that they, they, it, it did kind of bother me when they started doing theme night ones where they you had to buy like a special ticket to get them i remember they did like a sure. taiwan white walker from grand uh game of thrones and i wanted that one so bad and i didn't get it because it was like a special thing and whatever it is what it is i'm not bitter at all you guys know that of course but um <laughs> i still want that goddamn bobblehead all right uh next core uh next question comes from at gray corpse uh corpse uh, I'm not Shasta. I know who you are. Uh, you're going to send us sting gifts is what you're going to send us. But uh, he asks, when can we bring Fernando Rodney or find someone else for the closer role? You don't want Fernando Rodney back, nor do you want someone else. At this point, the Diamondbacks aren't going to get anybody better than Mark Melanson. I don't think, unfortunately. Uh, Jesse and I have talked this, tried to be very analytical and talked about it at length. We'll, we'll be the first ones to tell you that Mark Melanson is very unimpressive and isn't really doing much to overpower pitchers or fool them really when it comes to him being out there. So I, I just feel like, and this is my feeling. I feel like they're completely 100% committed to him. And this really isn't going to change based on um, anything other than, I mean, unless we see a string of bad performances that result in them, having no other choice than to go in a different direction. I don't see them going in a different direction with Melanson just because he blows a, an occasional save here or there. I mean, Fernando Rodney is only 45 years old. So I mean, let's go. I mean, 40, if, you know, I'm going to defend a 40 year old guy. He's still in his 40. He's not 50 <laughs> yet. Let's fucking go. <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, it, it's impressive that, I mean, he did pitch through age 42. That's uh that's how old he was when he finally retired yeah. back in 2019. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't think Fernando is is coming back anytime soon. Um, I do think Mark Melanson is, I, I think he's probably running out of leash. I don't think the Diamondbacks will stick with him for that much longer. Um, we have seen over the last few years, I wrote an article about it a few weeks ago, uh, just going through the history of Diamondbacks closers under uh, the Mike Hazen, Tori Lovello regime. And they have moved on from guys. Not not every time, but they have moved on from guys. Greg Holland didn't have his job uh, for very long when he was here. That's an example. So um, I think it's possible that the Diamondbacks would move on from Melanson. I mean, he, his numbers right now are worse than any closer the Diamondbacks have had at this point in the season. I mean, we're in we're into we're into June now, right? I mean, this is we're yeah. almost into mid June. So you're talking about a pretty substantial sample size and a guy who still has an ERA around seven, I think the leash is pretty short, um, but I don't think we're there yet. I think Mark has, has been the victim of a little bit of, of bad luck. I think a few more grounders have gotten through for base hits um, than, than normally would be expected. He hasn't allowed a whole lot of extra base this uh, hits this season um, for whatever comfort that uh, that provides, which uh, granted for fans right now it might not be too much but uh but yeah I, I think there there's some leash left but i i don't think it's necessarily that much Bo at bmaster 30 on twitter asks is there any non 40 man roster uh non 40 man position players that might get the call up this year we've seen thomas but he was expected i was thinking stone garrett 
uh, he said he meant to put that in the original tweet. So he was thinking uh, Stone Garrett. Uh, Jesse, what are your thoughts on guys that we might see get called up this year that aren't Alec Thomas? Yeah, Stone Stone Garrett was definitely the first name that came to my mind. Um, that's definitely something that I expect to happen at some point. Um, I think the other the other guys, if if there is anyone else, it might be um, one of the two Dominics. Uh, there's Dom Canzone and there's Dominic Fletcher, uh, both who have put up respectable numbers this year in Reno. Uh, neither of those guys are on the forty man roster just yet. Uh, Dom Canzone hit three sixty eight. Um, in 11 games for Amarillo and then was uh, was promoted uh, pretty early in the season. Hasn't quite been as good with Reno so far. He's hitting 252 uh, and obviously a pretty hitter-friendly environment. So um, I think it might take a little bit more before Canzone would get the call up. Uh, Dominic Fletcher, on the other hand, has looked very good this season. Um, he's already... Um, he's already sitting in an OPS of near a thousand on the year. He's batting 346 uh, with a 414 on base percentage on the year. Uh, most of that did happen in um, in Amarillo. So he's only played 15 games so far with Reno, um, although he has looked very good in those 15 games. So I would guess one of the two, one of the two Dominics. I don't know if either of them is clearly in front of the other in terms of getting that call up. I guess Dominic Fletcher's has better numbers in Reno this season, so maybe it w- maybe it would be him first. But uh, yeah, Stone Garrett's the the guy that I feel pretty confident about. No matter what, he'll probably get the call up this year. By the way, Dom Canzone, there's a wonderful article from him on the Reno Aces website about um, when he was in fourth grade, finding out while he was in school about his mother Amy being diagnosed with breast cancer and everything that he went through watching his mother persevere through a two year, uh, battle with breast cancer, uh, and everything he learned from that. And it's a, a really mm-hmm. great story. Um, and I think that this team is, is filled with great stories like this. I think that the minor league system, uh, for this team is stronger potentially than it's ever been, but we've also thought in the past that this team had a very strong, you know, minor league system and things didn't work out. Right. I mean, even right now, uh, I watched Taylor Widener, you know, pitch tonight in tonight's game against the Reds. And uh, I remember how much, you know, how much faith, how much, you know, how much uh, potential everybody saw in Taylor Widener at at one point. So I, I think after being through this for a long time, the one thing to say about the minor league system for this team is that they, you know, they feel like they have a lot of solid superstars in the future there and they're going to take their time with them so uh, i wouldn't be surprised to see this team kind of not uh, continue to not do anything crazy i mean i I know we're going to get questions about the trade deadline and what they're going to do at the trade deadline i i I think that this team is still going to just kind of hold steady uh i know someone i couldn't find the question but somebody asked about um david peralta and i definitely wouldn't be surprised to see david peralta of all people get moved especially with kind of uh, the way that he's kind of pulled up uh, the season and, and been better at the plate this year. Uh, but, you know, tonight, like you said, he, uh, of course, he injured himself, and we'll see how long it takes for him to get back to 100%. Uh, Kyle Collins on Twitter, at Kyle Collins 5 asks, how long do we think Dallas Keuchel stays in AAA, and what should we expect? Personally, imagine somewhere between what he's done in Chicago and with Strom in Houston. And, yeah, I think that's the hope is that we can get uh, that uh, version of Keiko somewhere in between there. I, I think it would be, you know, obviously too hopeful to say that we're going to get uh, the the Houston version of him, but I definitely think that the Diamondbacks will uh, get something out of him. I, I definitely think that, as a matter of fact, I don't think it will be a surprise at all to see him on the starting rotation at some point, you know, before the end of the season. Yeah, definitely not impossible. Um yeah, like we said earlier, he has he has an opt out in the contract. If the Diamondbacks don't call him up by a certain day, um, then he has he has the ability to opt out and try to go somewhere else. So, I mean, he's he's trying to get a major league opportunity, and he's also represented by Scott Boris. You know that he didn't sign this minor league deal with the understanding that he would, you know, very likely stay in the minors. I I, I just sure. don't think that a guy with his name credibility would put himself in a position like that. So 
Um, I, I expect we'll probably see Dallas Keuchel in the majors at, at some point this year. I don't think it will necessarily happen all that soon. They're probably going to work on some things in AAA, uh, try to iron some things out. The Diamondbacks aren't so desperate for a starting pitcher right now that they just have to plug and play Dallas Keuchel immediately. Very true. Um, right. He has he has some time. He has some time to, to try to figure things right. out. Um, and and I, I'll be writing an article in, in a couple days that talks about what we've seen from Keiko this year compared to last year's and what exactly the issues have been and okay. what they might be looking to do to do with him. Yeah. I think the thing here is, is that, uh, you know, it's not like they're not, there isn't going to be those opportunities with like a double header or whatever, where they don't want to impact the rotation. Uh, much like what we see Tyler Gilbert use when Humberto Castellanos is still in the rotation. Right. So there, there's going to be those opportunities for him to get, called up and put into the rotation and see how he does the one beautiful thing about this team just in the same i guess in the same aspect that they're not trying not to block any of the young guys from coming up and you know making a splash and earning a spot uh there's plenty of opportunity to be had on this team there's still no positions i don't think that are guaranteed for hardly anybody on this team i mean there's a couple of guys maybe five or six guys at the most that have kind of a guaranteed spot regardless of their performance. Uh, but everybody else, it's, it's wide open. So uh, Dallas Keuchel is in the right place, and I think that's the reason why guys like him want to come to a team like this, to be frank. I think it's yeah. the fact that they can see an opportunity where they might not get an opportunity elsewhere with this franchise. And Brent Strom, right? And Brent Strom, <laughs> fuck yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, and in the same, in, in the same breath, Jordan Kuda at J underscore Kuda 90 asks, when does Corbin get called up? Can't do much more down on, in the farm. And like, yeah, I get where they're saying like, uh, Corbin Martin is definitely a guy that seems like he's knocking on the door and ready to come up, uh, and be a part of this team. But it, it, you know, with the, with the addition of someone like Keiko, it definitely feels like things are, are a bit crowded and. And there's, you know, it it, remind, it reminds me of when you're waiting in line for anything and some asshole in front of you is holding a spot for their friends, right? Corbin Martin was almost to the front. He saw maybe like two guys in front of him. What was that? Tyler Gilbert's in front of me? Cool. But then after Tyler Gilbert, I'm going to get my chance. And all of a sudden, there's like three other assholes in front of him, right? You know, like, so that part <laughs> sucks because you think you're almost there to the front of the line and then you kind of get pushed back. But Really, again, it kind of goes back to, at least for me, what, what I was just saying. Uh, Corbin Martin has all the ability right now to go out there and win the position, right? But it, yeah, requires, it requires you to do that. It requires you to go out there and perform and, and to impress. And especially in a place like Reno, I feel like you, you have a certain degree of leeway. I think they understand what the environment is like pitching in Reno, but... Uh, they also expect you to still perform and they want to see, you know, something more out of you than an eight ERA. Corbin, Corbin Mark has pitched really well uh, lately in Reno. His last two starts uh, back on May 27th, five and two thirds innings, two hits, one run, three walks, 10 strikeouts. And then his last time out um, on June 3rd. So just a few days ago, uh, six innings, four hits, just one earned run, one walk, four strikeouts. So, when you're evaluating a guy who's pitching in Reno, I mean, stringing together even just those two back-to-back starts is significant. And we know the Diamondbacks are invested in Corbin Martin. They've still talked about how they believe that he could be a, you know, a frontline starting pitcher for a, for a good major league team someday. And they've said that he's not quite there yet, but he still has the ability to get to that point. Um, I know he's 26 years old now, and the fact that he had Tommy John surgery and, and some other issues over the last couple of years is, has delayed his timeline, but there's still a lot of belief in this guy from what we can see. And if he continues to string things together in, in Reno, I could totally see the diamondbacks turning to him pretty soon here. Jesse, the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now is the place to be for baseball action. And I, I know we're, we're, we're almost done with the NBA season and, and they still want us to keep an eye on what's going on between the golden state warriors and the Boston Celtics in the NBA finals. But 
Uh, I just want to remind everybody over on the DraftKings Sportsbook that there is a wonderful array of options for you, uh, if you're a baseball fan, to get down on, to bet on, to uh, add uh, all sorts of options for a same-game parlay. Like, for instance, in tomorrow's Pittsburgh Pirates game, after what I saw against the Arizona Diamondbacks, you bet I'm adding a hit from Jack Suwinski to uh to my same game parlay and i'm taking the pirates to beat the tigers so uh, all sorts of wonderful options for you as a baseball fan over at the DraftKings sportsbook not to mention if you download the DraftKings sportsbook app right now use our promo code of phnx and make any five dollar bet during the nba finals you will get 150 dollars in free bets instantly and i mean instantly like instantly turn around right after you make that first bet and you will have $150 waiting for you to go get down, like I said, on this baseball action. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Jesse, um, yeah, I, I won't lie. I got down on the DraftKings Sportsbook during game one of the uh, of, uh, of the NBA Finals, and I got, I mean, myself a a tidy little payday they had a nice little uh they had a nice little promotion and that's one thing about DraftKings sportsbook is you gotta you gotta open your account go in there and keep up to date on all of the uh promotions that you can opt in on you never know what you're gonna get sometimes it's a daily change and for the first game they had a promotion where if either team went up by 10 points you won your bet and both teams did go up by 10 points so whether you bet on the Golden State Warriors or the Boston Celtics, you came out on top on the DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo. Of course, uh, use our code, again, of PHNX to get uh, that $150 in free bets for new customers. That's all I got this week. Uh, we're excited to see the Arizona Diamondbacks hopefully battle back here in Cincinnati. Uh, they have three more games. So uh, most importantly, we need the the, the series to uh, quickly change direction and not continue to go in the direction that game one went or games two and three against Pittsburgh went. Uh, I, I don't know how they kind of reset themselves out of this funk at this point, um, but hopefully we can watch them do it. Of course, you can follow along with us. We will be tweeting about it. We will be talking about it on our members only discord. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore Dubex. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please make sure to subscribe to us there. If you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review, then go over to the PHNX sports YouTube channel, subscribe there as well. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the live content that we're putting out from all the fine shows here at PHNX. Uh, God bless the Diamondbacks. Hopefully uh, they can figure out how to score some runs because if not, this is going to be a very, very ugly road trip. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you guys taking the time to join us. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you score more than one run in 27 fucking innings.